Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck and the Success League. StrikeDeck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The StrikeDeck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. We also offer training programs for CSMs and customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. Today's guest was a speaker at SuccessCon in Berkeley last fall, and I invited him to join us on the podcast to talk about an interesting role that is surfacing on a lot of success teams, the success engineer. Sean Van Wilden is the Senior Manager of Success Engineering at Engageo, and he started at the company back in 2016 as a success engineer. He's grown his role and his team, and he's going to share his journey and ideas today with all of us. So, Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kristen. Happy to be here. Let's start with your background. How did you end up in customer success and specifically success engineering? Yeah, great question. So it was definitely kind of um, an interesting road. It was not a straight one. Uh, growing up, I had my heart set on being a mechanical engineer. So I went to Iowa State, and I said, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, my first year, I realized I already liked coding a lot, and everybody else hated it in my classes. And so I switched my major <laughs> to software engineering. Um, I found a lot of success with software engineering. I got internships at Microsoft, Amazon, Twilio, Boeing, and a bunch of other cool companies. And it seemed like I had a pretty clear path to go be a software engineer. Ironically, as soon as I graduated, I decided I did not want to be a regular software engineer because I loved people and interactions and a lot of other things in business beyond just engineering. I started looking for some other roles like sales engineering or post-sales engineering. And me not knowing anything about customer success actually <laughs> applied to be a CSM at Engageo. And oh, okay. Now, luckily, the VP at the time, um, I kind of sent like a cold LinkedIn message up. Um, I was like, hey, I'm a pretty technical guy. I think I want to work with customers. Do you have anything that sounds interesting? And he was like, oh, you have great timing. Can you hop on a call? Then he explained that what they actually need was a success engineering type person, someone to relieve the CTO of dealing with all the customer issues and bugs and debugging and all of that stuff that the CTO was spending his time doing instead of actually building the product. And so I was hired as number 24 to go kind of fill out this role and be a bridge between our customers and the engineering team. I love it. It's such a cool role for somebody who really likes working with customers and really likes working with technology. And so it's neat that you were able to find that. Yeah. Honestly, I had no idea that this kind of role could even be a thing or was a thing. Um, when I graduated, I think a lot of people kind of have like, hey, I'm going to be an engineer or I'm going to be something else. But there's like a lot of new jobs out there. Like most of customer success actually is still relatively new and not taught in college or anything like that. So it's kind of interesting to see how people came to realize customer success is actually a thing that could be a really good fit for their what they want to do. Yeah, we just have been working on a study about people that come into customer success. And it's fascinating because when we started looking at 
where they had come from, they came from all different disciplines. People are coming in from sales, from technology, from careers in music and (laughs) government. And so, yeah, it's it's pretty diverse, which is is neat. Um, Before we get into the topic too much, can you give us a little bit of background on Engageo? What does the company do and, and how is your customer success team structured there? Yeah, great question. So Engageo is a B2B SaaS platform. We're located in San Mateo or Silicon Valley. Um, and what we do is we do this, well, we do account-based marketing, uh, which is a kind of taking um, a fresh spin on what would be traditional kind of demand generation and getting a mm-hmm. bunch of leads to fill out your forms. We say, if you're going after these really big accounts, you can't wait for the right person to go fill out a form. You need to understand the entire account as a whole and then go after it um, more strategically. Ironically, kind of what we do as a customer success team every day. So, but for sales yeah. and marketing. Um, our team is structured um, in three main groups. We have our customer success managers. We have professional services and onboarding as a group. And then we have my team, the success engineering team. Got it. Thank you. That, that helps just to give us a little bit of context. So, Sean, we're going to cover success engineering in depth today. But before we dive in, can you give our audience a high-level overview of what a success engineer does? And is there variation from company to company in terms of the role? Yeah, I think there often can be a lot of variation depending on the company and the industry that you're in. Um, At Engageo, we define success engineering as kind of the bridge between our customers and our customer success team and the product and and the engineering team. And so what what we are trying to do is provide that technical backbone and that technical guidance um, to anybody who needs it kind of internally or externally. And so we've become uh, product experts who know our product inside and out and even our code base and our database inside and out. And then we use that knowledge to really enable um, our CSMs to the trainings and also resolve any of our really hard technical customer uh, bugs or issues or questions. Okay, that makes sense. So it sounds like the success engineer role is kind of a hybrid. You work really as a liaison between engineering and product and customer success. How have you gone about building those working relationships between those teams that you have to engage with? Yeah, so I think this role is as much about the relationships as it is anything technical, uh, probably even more so on the relationship side. And so while we typically are kind of used to the customer relationship that we have as a customer success team, um, really trying to understand our engineering and product teams as also kind of our customers or the benefactors of the work we're doing is important. So um, really trying to understand what drives them, what motivates them um, is important. So understanding what are the requirements that the engineering team needs from the customer success team um, and vice versa. Uh, the CSMs clearly have plenty of things they require or would like to have from the engineering team. So trying to kind of map out um, what each team needs and the value that the other teams can provide and kind of um, almost being like a little connector or some glue between those two and saying, hey, I can go help you speak engineering talk and I can go help you speak the customer language kind of back and forth. And so I'd say we're almost as much of interpreters uh, between the teams trying to help bridge those gaps that way. What makes a success engineer successful? What does it take to be good at the job? And what do you look for in your hires? Yeah, so I think people who find success in a success engineering type position um, oftentimes have uh, two sides of their brain. They want a brain to work with them every day. When I talk to people um, that I'm interviewing or anything else, what really gets people excited, what I hear the most is, I want to bring my whole self to work and that whole self includes being technical and you know digging into the product and trying to go be a good problem solver and working with people. They don't want to give up one or the other. And so mm-hmm. the, I think what makes people successful is trying to go give positive outlets 
for them to go dig in and get those answers and build those relationships and kind of um, connect everybody together. I think you don't need to be a previous software engineer. Um, you don't need to be you know, an expert coder to go do this role. I would say what's more important is being able to really understand whatever product that you are supporting. So whatever kind of niche that you're in, um, being able to become kind of a, an expert in that field um, in a not too long of time is important. So for us, that was understanding marketing automation and Salesforce technology primarily. And so most of the questions I'm answering are, how does your product interact with you know, the tools that we have and solve my needs? So much like um, you know, the better CSMs understand their products and their customers and what they're trying to do, we do that, but I say we get more technical fairly often. Okay. I'm going to ask you a little bit of a bonus question on this yeah. one. Uh, do you have a favorite interview question that you asked to try to uncover whether somebody would be a good fit for this role? Great question. Uh, I think one of the questions I like to ask specifically is, is what is something that you were really proud of building? Um, and it doesn't have to be a technical thing that you were building, but like a process or kind of um, something to go optimize whatever workflow or, hey, they kept getting this question. So I just made this documentation portal and I made a Google Sites um, that would answer these questions. Uh, that really, again, gives me a glimpse into what excites you. And then also um, okay. kind of, hey, what is your technical prowess? And like, hey, did I build a whole API integration platform? or did I go build out some of the process, like understanding what kind of excites people and motivates them and what they kind of found to do on their own time without anybody kind of really instructing them, um, I think is a really insightful way to get in someone's head. <laughs> I love that. You probably find out interesting things about them, too, as just a person. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes what people actually uh, come up with is not related to the job. but like, hey, actually, on the side, I have this whole other side business and I created this whole really cool thing. Um, and it's like, oh, wow, you know taking a lot of initiative and doing um, something just because you really love to do it, I think says a lot. Yeah, I think some of the best hires I've ever made in customer success, and not necessarily success engineering, but just customer success in general, have been people who've got these really fascinating side lives and are artists or they're musicians or they've got you know projects they do or they build things out of wood or you know whatever. Yep. And it, it's uh, those are the people that I think are, are really fascinating, one, to work with, but two, they have such diverse lives outside of work that they're good with um, customers because they're good at engaging with a lot of different kinds of people. Yep, exactly. So why do you think it's important to separate out the role of a success engineer from the CSM role? Uh, is that something that you think companies should do right away or is this something organizations should grow into over time? Yeah, uh, so I'll start with the first one of why I think it's important to separate out the role. Um, from the rest of the CSM team. Um, I guess I'll caveat that with sometimes it's not. And I think the difference that kind of comes down to is you want people to specialize in what they do best. And you want to have people saying, okay, I'm the best at managing relationships and I can know how to get an account from point A to point B really, really well. And so that's kind of what the CSMs I found to be like typically focusing on is building that relationship and making sure the account can find success um, with your platform. Where we kind of specialize is saying, hey, I actually don't need to know about all the details and the adoption planning and the relationship and their goals, but I do need to know our product inside and out and how our product can go solve their specific needs. So I think it's kind of like we specialize in different things. So I specialize in knowing Salesforce's APIs inside and out and knowing how our product interacts with those. Whereas the CSM is kind of specializing and building out all their skill set and managing the relationship and understanding the customer's goals and what they're trying to do. And so um, for us or any product that can be more technical, I think having a success engineering team kind of focused on being the best at um, 
getting those technical answers to the customers and the customer success facing teams um, is helpful. Mm-hmm. For organizations that whose products, like if you have a mobile app, for example, um, one, I guess maybe you don't have as much of a customer success team, but sometimes things are like, hey, it's, just, <laughs> it's just an intuitive product where like there's not actually a lot of technical debugging and there's not a lot of things that can go wrong. And there's, um, and in that case, maybe you don't need as a, a success engineer as much. Um, but for companies who are constantly going to the engineering team saying, hey, I'm stuck and this might be a bug or hey, the customer can't figure this out and you have no clue where to go. I think kind of breaking out a success engineering function inside of that uh, can be very helpful. Yeah, I think I've seen this work in a lot of different ways in a, in a number of different companies myself. Um, you know, even before customer success was really a thing, when I was working at Vertical Response, we had some of the functions that the success engineer serves in broken out as, you know, somebody on our support team who is engaged with the engineering team and doing some work as a liaison between those two groups. And then we had somebody else on our uh, sales team who was um, really kind of an early success engineer because she was doing a lot of work with um, our product and, and API. So I think, you know, some of those kinds of roles have sort of coalesced into the idea of the success engineer role, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I think maybe a common thing to kind of expand upon that would be, um, you know, how do we differ from regular support? And I would say we would be more strategic. Um, and so it's not like yeah. we're going to be involved in the customers every single day, but we still know the customers like first name and their goals and kind of like, oh, hey, that's John. Hey, John, it's good to talk to you. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I'd say it's not just, um, I think support, it can often be very transactional in nature. And I kind of think of this yeah. as engineer as being like, hey, we are partnered with the CSMs, um, very much so. We understand their goals. We are on the call sometimes with the, with the CSMs as they need us um, to be. And so I would say it's very much kind of, we are for the customer success team, uh, first and foremost, in our, in our capacity here at Engage, at least. That's great. Before we continue with the rest of the interview, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Do you need training for your customer success team? The Success League offers both instructor-led online classes and on-site team workshops. Our online classes are one hour long and offered at two different times each week to serve our global customers. They're a fantastic option for geographically dispersed teams or teams who want to build their skills but don't have a lot of time each week. Each online class includes exercises, a worksheet, and a resources list so that CSMs can keep learning beyond the session. On-site workshops cover core skills in-depth and incorporate discussion, group exercises, and role-playing to drive learning and teamwork. They are a wonderful choice for teams who work in the same location or groups who are getting together for a company event. For more information about our online classes or our workshops, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io. I also want to remind you that the Customer Success Network hosts customer success events all over the Bay Area. These meetups occur once a month and include networking, presentations, and lively roundtable discussions about important topics in the field. Please visit meetup.com slash customer success network to see a list of upcoming events. We would love to have you join us. And now back to our interview. 
So I've heard of success engineers being pulled over onto the sales side of things and asked to provide help with sales efforts, doing things like demos and explaining technology to customers. Do you think that's effective? Or I, I guess another way for me to ask that question is, do you think the roles of a success engineer and a sales engineer are substantially different? Yeah, so great question. I think a lot of the training and kind of what goes into the role, that deep product understanding, being able to apply it for the job, um, it's kind of a core part of both a success engineer and a sales engineer. And so in that regard, there's a lot of overlap. I think oftentimes we'll find that as a sales engineer, you're trying to answer the questions in a way that gets the customer on board and excited. Um, and a kind of a fun for better or worse part about being a success engineer is, hey, the customer's on board and now reality is sinking in. There's no more ways to kind of, um, not, not BS things, but there's no more ways to kind of sugarcoat things or skip over the parts that you don't like very much. Like, they're your customer. And for better or worse, they need an answer. And there is no kind of other way to kind of um, do it. So I think we're kind of oftentimes stuck with the really hard nitty gritty stuff. There's no bugs in a demo, for instance. And what we deal with oftentimes is kind of reporting bugs, tracking bugs, trying to go validate a bug, that kind of stuff. And so yeah. um, I think that's kind of where the biggest difference is. I think that there's a very similar kind of skill set and background. And I think we can make a good sales engineer. But the sales engineer is specializing in getting that you know demo to go close and understanding the prospect's needs and how to go really close the deal with the salesperson. Where it's really focused on the, hey, how do we go work with the engineering team on this bug that was just just discovered um, <laughs> with our foundational skills? So. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think you know, you could probably combine those roles for a short period of time at the beginning of the life cycle sure. of your company. But then pretty quickly, you're going to want to separate them in uh, into two separate roles just because it's more efficient, I think. I think so, too. One thing to add quick, I think, is like we stay plenty busy with our customer success managers and our customers. And so there's not a lot of um, downtime, I suppose, in the role. Um, So I think sometimes what we come up with or like what we create, like, hey, we own the documentation at Engageo. And so our sales engineering teams and our sales guys can really benefit from having a strong, you know, base of documentation here. Um, Okay, so Sean, what are the favorite parts of the job for you? Yeah, I think like a lot of people in customer success, what really gets me going and what gets me excited about the role is just seeing others find success. Like at my core, I love helping people and I love helping people find success and feel good. And when they feel good, I feel good. And it's kind of that virtuous cycle of, you know, helping people and feeling good about the role that you do. So I think that's what drives us for like customer success managers or like any anything that's kind of customer facing. I think a lot of us have that in common of I want to help people and I love talking to people and getting them past whatever they're trying to do and get them like empowering them to do more in their own job. And so when I can go help someone understand our product and get a promotion, like that's freaking awesome. I really want to be doing that as much as possible. Yeah, I, I think that that's why most of us got into this field is to <laughs> to see people be able to make positive changes and to help people through that. And um, I think you can see that in different ways in different customer success roles, yeah. but we all kind of have that at our core, I believe. Yeah, and so with my so. super technical background, I can go make all your technical problems go away. And I can go make you really successful and get back to the fun parts of using our product. And so for me, that's kind of what yeah. I see my particular like flavor of that being. Um, whereas the customer success managers might have a different flavor of kind of a similar base, core motivation to go do this. Yeah, exactly. So how do you see the role of success engineer changing over time? What are your predictions for the future of the role? Yeah, so I think a large part of it, to be honest, is probably uh, the company maturity. 
And so I think companies are realizing mm-hmm. that having someone like a success engineer, and they might call it something else or whatnot, is now an important part of their customer success team. You don't want a CS team of just CSMs and account managers. You really want to make sure that this, you're kind of accounting for in whatever way makes sense at the time for this type of position. And so I'm seeing more and more teams try to adopt a technical um, person on their team uh, from the get-go and kind of planning for that. And so I see that getting more and more um, popular. But I think the reality mm-hmm. is too, like, hey, the success engineering model um, is probably good for certain stages of companies. If you are 15 people, you might have one person that is your sales, enge- sales engineer and success engineer and everything else technical, but not on the engineering team combined into one. And if you're a right. thousand person company, you might actually have very much a full on support team and technical account management and solutions engineering and technical services. And I have 20 variations of a success engineer um, kind of at play there too. And so I, I think um, people are realizing this role is needed um, earlier on. I think early and earlier, it's becoming clear like, hey, I need someone technical on our customer team um, to go assist the CSMs so they can go focus on what they do best. But yeah, that's kind of how it's yeah. changing. Okay, that's great. So if somebody who's listening to this podcast is like, oh my gosh, I just figured it out. I know what I want to be. I want to be a success engineer. Um, how would you recommend that they prepare for the role? What experience or training do you think they need to, to go get or what should they be bringing to the table? Yeah. So oftentimes, I think some kind of technical background um, can be helpful. A lot of, especially in SaaS, I'm kind of the underpinnings of SaaS is technology still and very much, hey, knowing how APIs work, knowing how um, your CRM works, knowing those kinds of things are kind of the technical backbone that allows us to find success in this job. And so um, doing anything from like a coding bootcamp to becoming certified in Salesforce, if that's, I think that's relevant for a lot of us in some capacity. Um, those are all kind of things that um, would set you up for success and be like, hey, I can go be that technical voice uh, for you. Um, I think there is a lot of kind of underpinnings with support. And so if you come from a support world, um, I think it's kind of a natural transition into more of a success engineering or a customer success facing world from just a strictly support world. Um, and yeah, for, in terms of the training, I don't, again, I don't think you need to be a full on software engineer. You don't need a four year degree in computer science. Um, to go do this. You need to be able to go solve problems, work with the engineering engineers who do have that four-year degree or whatever, and then be able to talk to people really well. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of, I'd find a niche that you actually enjoy, whether it's fintech or marketing or customer success as an actual tool. And then I would try to get really good at that and also understand how those systems work behind the scenes. Because ultimately, that's where you're going to be working on and debugging day in and day out. Yeah, and I think one other thing that you know, people could think about is, you know, if you are thinking you're interested in pursuing a career in success engineering, um, talk to some people who are in the field now. There's a, uh, especially if you're, I think, in the Bay Area, there's a pretty good group of folks now who are doing this job. And you can start to learn a little bit more about it, learn about where they came from, learn about, you know, what they would recommend. Um, You know, Sean is one of those people. So, (laughs) you know, reach out to the folks who are doing it. Absolutely. And again, there is no right or wrong way to kind of get into this. Um, just like everybody c- comes to customer success um, from their own background, um, there, there is no right or wrong answer. So on my team, I have someone who did like cognitive science um, as their major. And I have someone who did a coding boot camp. Um, they moved to the Bay Area and Silicon Valley to get more technical. And so there's mm-hmm. um, such a wide variety of experiences. You know, I've interviewed people who are like 
medical sciences and biology or chemistry majors um, or anything else. Um, and they just found that they really enjoy trying to understand these problems and how things work and that they were all really good candidates kind of for this role. So um, you can do it if you want to do it. There is um, the barrier to entry, I think, is lower than what most people would probably expect. So worth giving it a shot. Yes. Or at least exploring a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So last question. This is something we ask all of our guests. So other than success engineering, which we just talked about on the whole show, um, what do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? Yeah, great question. I think in 2019, we're going to see a lot more scrutiny on the data itself. Uh, People will have a higher bar in terms of being able to go predict revenue, predict retention, and understand customers who are succeeding and understanding customers who are not succeeding and why that is with kind of uh, mm-hmm. both the qualitative and the quanti- quantitative side of the equation. And so I think really trying to understand where those customers are at currently, why, why they are there, and then be able to report on that in aggregate um, is something that we're going to see more and more of. So I think kind of the tools and the ecosystem are kind of gearing already towards that. I think it's still a skill that customer success leaders and um, you know operational CS folks and whatnot are still trying to figure out how best to do. I think we're going to see a lot more kind of maturity um, in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sean, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today to share your journey into customer success engineering. It is such an important role, and I think it's really important for our audience to understand what it is and where it fits into the customer success organization as a whole. So I appreciate you taking the time to share that with us today. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. And um, if anybody is listening and has more questions, I would love to connect. Um, I really enjoy this stuff. That's how I got to where I am today. It's by connecting with others. So please feel free to reach out and I'm happy to help. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, just finding me on LinkedIn um, is probably okay. the easiest way. I do accept all the little connection requests and look at all the messages still. I'm not that um, famous yet or, <laughs> or anything like that. So, uh, <laughs> yep. That's awesome. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time. 